You're listening to audio from the Cathedral Church of the Advent in Birmingham, Alabama, a church with the heart for the gospel. Find out more at adventbirmingham.org. Uh, Heavenly Father, we know that we um, we have a difficult time resting in you. We come to you with our fears and our anxieties and worries about our children and pray that you would have a word today for us of who, uh, who you are, who we are, and pray that you would grant us wisdom and patience. Um, be with us and have mercy upon us. In Christ's name, amen. So, um, okay, kids and technology, you're in the, make sure you're in the right place. A um, little bit about, about me first before we start. Uh, my name is Martin Clapp, and I'm, I work in technology. It's what I do every day. It's, um, and, and our company actually, have, we have our own customized computer system that we write and we build and customize, and so we're actually writing code. Uh, every day, um, and so I'm, I'm knee deep in it and uh, work a lot with it. On the other hand, I don't necessarily uh, like it. I like what I do. I like I like the utilitarian version. I like for a, making a business work, having things we can actually do and and that's useful, that saves people time and that sort of stuff. But the the uh, technology in general, as far as having devices and and kind of chasing the the new things that come out, I'm not a techie really in that sense. And I find it very frustrating uh, as a parent, which is, I'm guessing, <laughs> everybody's here today. And um, and it's uh, I don't like it, and I feel like I'm constantly struggling against it. And it's uh, so the anyway. I'm, I'm with you in that is is what I'm saying. I'm not here to, to prophetize on technology or, or get everybody to, to like it. I don't think it's. I think there's a lot of stuff that's not good. There's a lot of legitimate uses for it, but it's. Uh, there's a lot of pieces to it that are um, just innately bad, I think. But um, uh, I'm also a uh, father. My wife and I have three children, ages 10 to 16. So we're right in the middle of, um, I mean, we've, they all have something, some kind of device. The older two, uh, the 10 year, uh, the 14 year old and the 16 year old both have iPhones. The 10 year old doesn't have a phone yet in fifth grade, but she has a, uh, it's called a gizmo. It's a little Dick Tracy looking watch thing that Verizon makes, five bucks a month, and it is great. And we uh, we cut the cord on our phone last year, so we had to have something when she's home by herself. And this lets her text and call just certain people that you that you register on the on the device. And it, it's really it's wonderful for a, a small child. Uh, other than that, the 16 year old has a Chromebook issued by the school that she has, um, and the other two have a Chromebook that we bought for them to do, the reason we bought it was to do schoolwork, and they also do a lot of stupid stuff on it too, so um, <laughs> it's not used just for that. But as far as, you know, devices, that's what they have. Uh, we're talking today more about, um, if you've been to the other, faith and fa- the other Faith and Family classes on this series, technology, I know Cameron's been talking about kind of the, the dangers of it and how to think about it and that sort of thing, and I'm not going to dwell too much on that today this is more of a practical kind of how to how do you actually okay I want to uh, I want to be involved um, with how my children interact with this stuff what are my options how can I do it without you know having to go get a, a degree in, in computer programming um, so our as far as our strategies at, at home I'll say that uh, we, we, we struggle with it too um, and and the stuff I'm going to show you today is I, I'm trying to keep everything at a at a pretty high level, 
because you can get down in the weeds too quickly. They're all kind of devices. They're all kind of services. Uh, and each of them contain their own, all their own myriad of settings and, and things you can, can do with them. And we'd only have an hour. I mean, we'd be here, we'd be here all day. And I don't know all the answers to that anyway. So I'm going to talk a lot about, uh, about strategies of how to deal with this stuff and come at it when you're not a, not a, you know, not a tech expert or a tech expert for that sense. Um, we don't do all the stuff in our house that, that I'm talking about today. So, uh, this, this is an easy thing to become a, I think to come across as, across as judgmental. So I'll say right now, we, we don't do all of this. We do some of it and everybody's family is different and everybody's children are different. So you kind of take, take this for what you, for what you will. Um, uh, before I kind of start the presentation, uh, or, or the slideshow at least anyway, just to give you an idea, we're going to talk about these strategies and then I'd like to spend some time with questions because my guess is, again, the fact that everybody's got different situations. Hopefully you'll have some questions and those are better to address than me kind of guessing at what everybody wants to hear and trying to, trying to hit all those. So we'll spend some time on that in the end. Handouts, if you don't have a handout, raise your, and want one, raise your hand. Um, this is, I'm not really gonna, this isn't really to follow along in class, Ness, class necessarily but you know um but really to take home and I'll, I'll explain a little bit about um uh, about kind of what you what this might be used for uh and this is my attempt at giving you something to take home if you have no idea where to start of just of how to how to approach how to approach this in general uh let me get phone I found out this morning how to um, run this thing from my phone, so we'll see how that works. Ah, okay. So first of all, why is this important? And lots of reasons, but the ones that we, we really dwell on the most are, um, and all of these are different depending on how old our children are. Uh, real quick, if I can get a show of hands, just generally, if you would say, if you would say generally your children are 12 and under, raise your hand. All right, most everybody. Okay. Um, that gives me an idea of where everybody's coming from. Uh, so, explicit material. That's probably the number one thing, especially for young children that we're all worried about. Just exposure to, uh, who knows what. And y'all know all the stories. You read, you read all this stuff. The worst one I've heard lately is, <laughs> if you've heard this or not, uh, if you're anxious already, this will this will make you more so. But YouTube for kids um, is a service. It's it's YouTube, but it's supposed to be just stuff for children. And what's happened is people have been posting videos on YouTube for kids. Now, why am I would do this? I mean, you know. But the video is fine. It's a couple little cartoon animals and going through. And all of a sudden, in the middle of it, one cartoon animal will pull out a gun and shoot the other one, or to cut their head off or you know this and it's and then it goes on back the other way and you never know as a parent you don't know you've given them the device and you've walked off and you've said here do this and you don't know what's happening um so and what's frustrating about that is you can do all this stuff all you want to you're, you're still gonna you know you, you can't there's no you can't protect you know we, we know this from everything else too if technology is out you can't protect your children 100 percent but explicit material is is one thing that we're we're worried about just to, uh, controlling when our children see certain things and how they see it and what context and all that kind of stuff. 
online predators, you know, um, that's a that's a a real thing. I, honestly, we don't give it in our house probably as much uh, shrift as we should, but it's um, you know that that that's a real thing out there. People prey on children when they're on these the game, the multiplayer games where they're talking to who knows. You've heard all those stories too. Uh, viruses, malware, ransomware. This is stuff that actually we don't think of a whole lot. But if somebody's, if, if a child or anybody else is on a computer on your network at home and downloads one of this is one of these things we struggle with at, at, at work a lot is, uh, these are becoming more and more prevalent, these viruses that come in primarily on email that make you click on something. And ultimately what happens is you, you get some kind of, uh, software package downloaded to your system that, uh, takes over, for lack of a better word, encrypts your data. Uh, called ran one is called ransomware where they encrypt your data and then they send you an email and say to get your data back we'll give you the encryption key so you can unlock your data but you got to send us ten thousand dollars um or just anything that'll just mess your just just fry your systems you know we've got we've got family pictures we've got all everything's digital now and so you you know one thing about your children is it might not be anything that the children see that's bad or they get anybody pick them up in a van but it wipes out your, you know, wipes out the pictures that you've you've been collecting for so long, uh, and social anxiety. Um, just we know, and over and over, you read about the instances of of uh, teen depression, suicide, and that, are, and a lot of this are kind of linked to the to the phones. Uh, I did this class two years ago, and something that happened since then, if y'all read this or kept up with it, but um, the Silicon Valley seemed to kind of have an awakening and you all of a sudden you heard from a lot of the heads of the companies in Silicon Valley about how 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 bad this they're they're having anxiety they're having anxiety over the stuff they've built and what it's doing to children uh, I've heard these stories I don't know if they're true or not about uh, that a lot of the, the the people who work in Silicon Valley don't let their children have devices at all like they know how they build this stuff they build this stuff <laughs> to addict you to it for, for good reason, and they know that, and they know, and they don't let their they don't let their own children have it. I, I'm not quite sure how much I, I believe that, but it's uh, there's been a lot written by it, and it's a you know it's a real thing. And so you worry about your your children, um, you know everything. My wife and I talk a lot about you know when we were all little, if you weren't invited to something or weren't included in something, you, you either didn't know, or you did know, but you really didn't know for sure because it wasn't. Yeah, you know, there wasn't a poster on the on the wall that said, "Here's who got invited, and you weren't on it." And now with these things, that's essentially the case. Um, and anyway, y'all, you're aware of all that. But that's you know that's why we're all in here and trying to, to figure out what to do. Uh, it's insanely hard. Um, it's hard to deal with, and it's very frustrating, even for someone who works in technology and supposedly has their head around it. Uh, Number of devices and ecosystems: Apple, Android. Uh, you know, um, you've got TVs, you've got smart uh, home systems. You've got, it's just it doesn't it doesn't end. And everyone's different, and every one of them has different settings and different ways of approaching parental controls. And you feel like you have to dig into all of them and learn them. And it, nobody has time to to, to do that. Uh, different ages require different approaches. I mean, all your children aren't the same age, <laughs> so you're dealing with you know. Um, the the way you the way you approach technology in your home vastly depends on the age of your children, and so you've got to be playing three or four fronts at once, depending on how many children you have and what ages. Uh, the fact that there are real useful 
reasons to have technology. Um, if you're if you're concerned about where your child is and want to know, I mean, you you do that with a, a device, and that can be, you know, a legitimate use. So it's not like it's impossible for us to throw these things away. I mean, that's Pandora's box is open, and that's gone. Um, I would love to, but but we uh, our system runs 24 hours a day, six days a week, and with what I do, I, I this can't leave my side. It's with me all the time. It sits on my bedside at night. Um, I, you know, I can't get away from it. Um, everything out there is built for adults, marketed to children. What I mean by that is uh, it's either built for adults or it's built with children in mind with people who don't have the same values of what children should be able to do or see than, than you do. Um, and so it's, the industry is not on your side. It's not on our side. Uh, I've kind of railed on Apple the last class I did, and uh, and I'll at least say happily so, and we're going to talk about this, Apple has made great strides to, to put in better parental controls, and they've got some pretty good stuff now. We'll talk about that. Uh, and then, obviously, uh, well, let's skip one, uh, peer pressure. I mean, and that, mainly I'm talking about parents, you know, the as with everything else. You know, you want your child to, to uh, you, you know, you won't, don't want them to be left out. And you don't know how to how to do that. You don't know how to how to gauge that. And so, with everything else, the child is coming home saying, "Well, Susie has Snapchat, or or has a phone, or has this or that." And you you know, it's just like with everything else. As a parent, it's just hard saying no. Uh, and there's always something new. So it's not like the, the argument's not over. <laughs> you finish it one day, and it's completely different the next. Um. So where do we start? Um. And that's what, if I get anything across today, it's, it's to think broadly instead of worrying about all the minutia of, of the, the, the devices and the settings and what you get right and, and all that. Uh, just think broadly about how you want, uh, if you want to put it this way, the culture in your family to be with, with technology. Um, because, you know, eventually they're not going to be in your home anymore. And how do you want them to, to, to think about technology in their lives and use it, that kind of thing. Um, and it keeps you out of just the, the frustration of, of feeling like everything's a, a button or a switch that you have to remember. Um, uh, two different ways to think about all of this, uh, depending on the ages of children. Uh, young children, I would say my recommendation is lock down very tight, tight as you can. Um, and it sounds like you know, most everybody here is under 12. Start as early as you can so they're used to it and allow nothing um, and that's <laughs> it's easy to say I know <laughs> and but if you can to the extent that you can because you can always uh, and the idea is keep your options open you, you can always loosen up but you can't go back the other way um, almost impossible it's impossible to put the cat back in the bag so lock things down very tight you've got the options and then you've got things you can dole out as rewards maybe or uh, but it, it keeps you in keeps you in control, and then as they get older, you got to start loosening up, and then you know uh, it becomes trust but verify. You know you, you've got to let them have some 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 rope, but um, don't be afraid to to monitor and and to keep up. Um, one thing that I that I really don't like about the way. Um, the ideas that especially children, but even us, have about phones and stuff is is that it's almost like it's a right. You know, I, I had this is 
this is this thing I have. You can't take it away from me. It's part of me. It's all this kind of stuff. Um, and that's a hard struggle in the house to, to get across to your children that it's, 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 it's not a right. Uh, and it's hard to get through in our own heads to go, well, I can't take, our, think, can't take their phone away. How do they talk to their friends and all this kind of stuff? You, you know, you can. Um, well, speaking of technology. Can I add one thing okay. to that, Martin? Please. One thing we struggle with, and I think it's probably true for everybody in here, is that just keeping them from technology doesn't, eventually that's not going to work. It is a part of the world they live in. And so, and that's not going away. So just saying, you're never going to have a phone or you can never do this, means when they move out of your house, and now, you know, the world is my oyster, I can do whatever I want. So you have to learn to, kind of what Martin was saying, you have to learn to learn it together, live in it together. Because if it's all or nothing is not the best option yeah, either. That work. And not only is it, is it not going away, it's getting worse. Um, and she laughs at me, but I mean, we're, we're going to have implants in our heads. We're going to have, it's going to be weird and, and strange. And uh, we're going to meld more and more with, with, with machines out there um, in some form or fashion. And so, you know, our prayer is that our children have some sort of distinction that this isn't. Somebody said to me one time uh, that this uh, this generation, or, or even not this one, but millennials even, or what, or they're um, we think of them as being technology savvy, and that's not the case at all. They're tech dependent. They're not savvy. They don't actually know how the stuff works, um, but they're tech dependent. They have it is they've grown up with it. It's uh, built into the fabric of their lives, and they don't know how to live without it. So, what does that mean when the next thing comes along? They're going to adapt it like that, uh, or adopt it. So, um, you know, I want our children to have some sort of sense to be a, a little wary, uh, a little at least uh, that this isn't um, this doesn't have to be part of part of who you are and part of your life. Um, so, anyway. Uh, talking about strategies, um, you can monitor things, you can filter things, you can limit things, um, and that can be content, time, or use. Uh, sure, there are other ways, but just to boil down, try to make things simple. Um, so I think of things in terms of at what point is it appropriate to monitor, at what point is it appropriate to limit, um, and you have to figure out these things yourselves. But uh, so several strategies, and this is on the the first page of the handout here is, you know, you can filter content, you can limit screen time, you can monitor content, or you can monitor their usage, how much they're on the phone and that kind of thing. And that's a good start for thinking about what do you want to do in your home with, um, with children at, at what age. And I can't, uh, I have to write things down. And so what I would suggest and what this front page is for is a good way to start is go home, sit down and think about Okay, what, what, which of these? Just take the, wh where do we want to, where's our focus? Where's our low hanging fruit? Where do we see, uh, where do we see the most problem with our children with these? Which ones, uh, which ones are <laughs> applicable to us? And let's start there. Pick a strategy and then start working on some tactics for, for following, following through. You don't have to do all of them at once. You don't have to do any of them. Uh, start, you know, start small, but do, do something. Start, somewhere. Um, at least your children get used to the fact that this isn't theirs and it's not a free-for-all. That this is, this you're in, you're in control. Um, and so we'll go through some of this 
right now. I'll go through kind of the, the, the tactics or some of the ideas I have for, for these. The first, so first strategy, limit screen time. Uh, I think, personally, um, I think this is huge. Um, I, I go back to the fact that we just can't figure out all the settings and all the devices and all the problems and all, but you can be, you can develop a culture and you can be uh, just a roadblock. Just don't let it be an open, uh, you know, an open faucet. And the best way to do that is just limit the time they're on it. Um, so many studies are linked to, to the amount of time a, a child spends looking at a screen to behavioral problems and all that kind of stuff. It's um, not the case in every for every child, but it's it, there's correlation out there. Uh, so here's some ideas of, of ways you can do this. Uh, Screen-free days. Uh, have a whole day of the week, no matter what it is, but just maybe pick a day and say, we're not going to have any, any screens today. You put them up, you put them in a drawer, and, and you're not going to have them. Uh, we do this at Screen Free Sunday, and um, and the feedback we get from our children is, and and try to think, uh, you know, that they're they're feeding us a little bit um, of what we want to hear, but you know they say that first of all we see this in their behavior. Sundays they're different children, um, they're they just are, and it's consistent. We've been doing this for several years, and you know we've got enough data on it. They're they're more relaxed, they're calmer. Um, they're not totally relaxed, not totally calm, but they're calmer. Um, and and they will tell us, to to the extent this is true or not, I you know, I don't know. But they'll tell us that they can tell it too, that they that they and they like the days where they don't feel like they have to be looking at their phone. On the other hand, they want to be looking at their phone. Don't get me wrong; they they still want it. And they and they if we give them the option, they'd say no. We'd rather have our phones on Sunday. So. It's not that, but it's um, it's not the end of the world. They'll complain about it, but it's um, it's not a bad it's not a bad thing. And they end up, I think, secretly liking it a little bit. I mean, if this thing causes you anxiety, if you're always looking, you know, if it, if it's something, if you're looking at what other friends are doing or what, and you know, you, you don't have to look at that for a day. That's probably pretty good. That's probably nice. Uh, Screen-free times. So we have designated times that, that instead of just randomly saying, okay, let's not have it for an hour, let's we have certain things. So at meals, uh, going out to dinner, anytime at a table, you know, put your put your device up. You can't have it. Uh, church, that's just an easy one. Um, and you might come up with other things. But the idea is to, to pick something. Pick it. Yeah, Charlie. For a screen-free day. Does that include if they have to use a computer for homework later on that day? We we make exceptions <laughs> for that. Um, and 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 the problem. We, we make exceptions to, to all of it, it and, and you have to, because going back a couple of slides ago, one of the problems that makes this so hard is there are legitimate uses for having this stuff. And they've got, <coughs> we had not long ago, our 16-year-old was involved in some group project at school, and they were all texting each other about what their assignments were for the project. And, and she missed her assignment on Sunday because she didn't have her phone. So you know, we, you know, anyway, it, I don't have an answer, but, but yeah, you will find yourself making exceptions, and and that's okay, and that's fine. You're doing something. But one thing you can do is you can go check your phone, but it has to be in the kitchen. That's right. Or can't take it to your can't take it up right, to your room and disappear you for an hour. Have squirrel it away and do, do you want? Hey Martin. Yep. Question. Does that apply to mom and dad? No, it should. <laughs> <laughs> ah, I was really hoping somebody wouldn't ask that. <laughs> Why'd you do? Why? Uh, I mean. It, that would be great. We don't do it. Um, My children aren't that age yet, but 
do you ever check their phones on Sunday just to make sure they're doing what they're supposed to do? Or oh, yeah. you're like a... We, we have a place we have a place in the house where they put them um, and that also gets into the last thing personal devices turned in at night that's an idea it's something we do can't have them in your room uh, uh, overnight you got they have to be downstairs plugged in we know where they are uh, we also know they've snuck them up in their rooms they come down after we go to bed because I go to bed at eight o'clock and, and, <laughs> and they don't and they'll get it and go up so we we know that happens and um, and it's gonna but but so we have this place. So on Sundays, that's where they are, and it's kind of right off the kitchen. So we walk, we we see, and we know. Um, At that age, do they care that you're checking their texts? Oh yeah, oh yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, I don't know. They don't like I don't have it. Children that age, yeah. is it okay for the parents? Yes. Yeah. I mean, I would. That's my opinion. I mean, we yes. Um, I I don't like. We we have this argument in in our house. Um, there's a. Uh, there's an app called Life 360 where you can track where your child is and all this kind of stuff. Sister has it on her phone. I don't. And frankly, it's easy for me to say no because I know she does have it and she keeps up with it. <laughs> but I don't like, I mean, I, I don't like surveillance. I don't, I don't like that. I don't like tracking. I don't like, um, and there, I think that we had, we were having this conversation the other day. I think there's a, there is a, Something you got to watch out for when you have access to reading every text and everything that the child does. It's not fair in a way. I, guess I, I mean, you got to decide. You know, decide that yourself. I I, yeah. I worry about it because when you can see every thought that your child had, I mean, then they're they're all going to be awful. They're all going to be terrible, terrible people. And so that then becomes how you how you think about them. So. Why are you looking at her? Well, how? It, it kind of comes and goes. You, can, you know your kids well enough. You get a sense of whether they're hiding things. They're listening to this too, so. And whether they're not, and so it just kind of it just ebbs and flows. I mean, I could go months without looking at it, and then have a string of weeks where I'm looking at it every night. Sometimes so. it's. Oh, sorry. Sometimes it's insight. You know, something's going on with your child, and they're not. Well, let's look over here. Maybe something's going on that we we don't know. It, it's a you know, uh, it's a minefield. Yeah. We have younger children, but what age do your children receive a I, I hate to say because it's a, again, it's a judgment call. Yeah, what we have done is end of sixth grade. We, they've gotten an iPhone. Uh, prior to that, uh, we laughed that we gave one of our children got an iTouch in like third grade or fourth no probably fourth or something one year and we pat ourselves on the back that's not a phone we're not giving our, our child a phone well it is because they don't use the phone they use it to text and to do all the stuff that the night touch can do except make a phone call which they don't do anyway so we essentially give get, given them an, an iphone but um but that's been our that's been our cutoff for that for whatever that's worth yeah how much um screen time do you recommend for children say under 10 like uh. gaming and all that like and I'm sure everybody does. I struggle with this. Like, I try 30 minutes. I can't. I can't implement it. An hour's too much because he acts like a fool. You know. <laughs> I just. I can't figure. It. I don't have an answer. We have never. We have never uh, gotten into how much time. We we just kind of. We feel like they've been on the TV too long. Turn TV off. Um, you know. You you probably you probably should. 
the great thing is, and we we'll get to this in a second, the, the Apple this Apple stuff now allows you to do that and not have to. You anyway, they've got some they've got some neat stuff. Um, but you got to kind of decide that yourself. So Apple Screen Time has a lot of ways to limit screen time. Uh, there's also something called Disney Circle I'll talk about in a minute that I don't know much about, but I've heard about. It's kind of come along since. If we were starting over now, I w- from what I've read and, and looked at, I would have Disney Circle. Um, so those are kind of wet tactics for limiting the screen time, which I think, frankly, is just as good as anything. Just keep them off. Give them some time. They know they don't have to have this thing. Break break the addiction some. I think that's probably as valuable as, as anything. Um I can get to the next screen. So uh, content. So how do you monitor the content? Um, what they're looking at? Apple Screen Time. We'll talk about that. Disney Circle can do that. Uh, open the device and look. And that get in the, the conversation we were talking about a minute ago. Just look. See what they're see what they're doing. And they'll they will fuss. That's private. It well, you know. <laughs> okay. Um, this is uh, somebody asked me one time. Uh, how do you? How can you? Read. Uh, how can you monitor text? Because they can delete a they can delete a text and it's gone. I should turn off the recording. But there's a uh, <laughs> take. Yeah, we've all got a thousand of these things sitting around our house because you're on. You know, these things have been around so long and you've got them sitting around in boxes. They still work fine. Take it out. Set it up with the Apple ID, whatever Apple ID your your child has, and um, and the text will sync. If it's if it's Apple, if it's iMessage, they'll they'll. You'll get the same text in two two places, and when they delete it on their device, it doesn't delete off your your device, so you can read it. Um, you got you get yeah. I was gonna say just to comment on the Disney Circle. We have we have that, and that that works. It's cheap. It's a hundred dollars compared to you know the other technologies, which is but it it does it works okay. What it is, if y'all if you've never heard of it, it it's basically a whole house filter, and it allows you to control. Everything that's on your Wi-Fi in your house, and set different settings, you know, for your TV versus one child's phone versus another the parent's phone, and it, and it filters everything. But it's not perfect, but it's for the price, it's pretty good. Yeah, that's the neat thing to me is it covers a lot of bases at, at, <laughs> at once. If anybody has forty dollars now, yeah. If anybody has Google Wi-Fi, like Google Wi-Fi, you can I shut stuff down all the time. Like really? On YouTube for two hours, I can literally go on my phone. And yeah. Everything in the house. And so then they're like, it doesn't work. And I'm like, I don't know what happened. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, never say you did it. Say, huh? Oh, That's That's yeah. That's great. That's great. There, there's there is better stuff out there. It's getting people are realizing that this is a problem, and that there's a market for parents dying for some sort of control, and they're and they're making this stuff uh, easier. Uh, we uh, monitoring usage. That's like monitoring the content. Just about the same stuff. But uh, you know, one thing: limit time alone with the device. And that's kind of the you know can't have it in your room overnight. Um, or you know you're not gonna go in your room and do it. You can sit here in the living room. And look at it, but you can't go off, you know, somewhere. And sure, that, sure. That, that to me, we 
had to call Cameron about something else and got to talk to him, to him about this with our oldest child who's 12 and he said single-handedly and I don't know if this is just for boys or for everybody but he was like never let him take that device into a closed area just make sure he is out and about in public spaces downstairs whatever and I thought wow that seems like everything that's bad that he's going to try to look at or whatever is going to happen in his room behind the closed doors with with his buddies whatever he's like just have the rule that the devices have to stay in the public areas till they start he's not into that heavy duty homework and sure yeah. I totally agree. I mean, again, when they're small, it, if for nothing else, not because it just gives you the option to grow into it. You know, when you open it up, you have nothing else left to give. I mean, there you have nothing else left to bargain with or negotiate with if you if you start full out. So if you you know if they're used to it being pretty tight, and that's the culture around your house. You've got some room to grow and to move because as they get older, they're well, I'm older, I should be able to do other stuff. If you've already given it to them, it's it's gone. Um, well, don't have much time, so I kind of want to go through this uh, a little quicker. But you know, filtering content, same stuff. Uh, one big thing, uh, Safari or Explorer. There aren't very good controls on those. Uh, there are some parental controls for limiting explicit content and that kind of thing, but they're not great. And when you think about it. You know, when you say, if you've got a browser and it's got a setting that says, uh, you know, limit, uh, limit, don't show websites with explicit content. Okay, well, you got to think about, okay, who's defining, somebody out there somewhere is defining what explicit is, not you. And so you're at the, the and now, I mean, just turn on the TV prime time and see what people define as, as explicit and see how much you like that. So uh, you, what an option, you actually can turn Safari off in these phones and you can have another browser. You know, a lot of people don't, don't know this. Uh, and there are browsers built uh, for for parents and children, to, for, and they have a lot lot more breadth of being able to control what sites they can see, can't see. You can whitelist sites, and you can start out just what whitelist means is if you put, you have to type www. They can go there, and and nothing else. And then as they want to go somewhere else, you have to type it in. Obviously, the problem with that is they're going to be coming to you every five seconds, going, I want to go here, I want to go here, I want to go here. So. That's, um, I mean, that's the extreme, and that's what you get out of it. But you, you do have more of that granular, granular capability. MobySip is is a browser that's out there that that is very parent friendly that you could put on the phone in place of Safari. So there are options to do that of get better better what browsers. Uh, MobySip is is on there. Uh, I think honestly, uh, just in full disclosure, they've uh, I don't know that we have them on every of their latest phones. You know, the phones break and die at some point, and they get another one, and then you forget to put it on there. Uh, but we have used that before and, and paid for it, and it's been it's been good. Um, separate child login on home computers. We we don't do this. We should. Uh, sister has a computer kind of sitting in the main in in the main work area. It's her headquarters, and the children get on the computer and do stuff. Um, we probably ought to have them a separate login where they get in and, and, and they log in um, because you can then you can block you can restrict what that account can do but um, you know also because it, it with some systems especially Apple it can kind of sandbox you know again you worry about somebody you know a child downloading a virus that wipes out your your contacts or your you know that's that's as bad as as bad as anything monitoring um, content we've talked about that usage so I, I call this sustainability. I don't know what word to use, but the, uh, you know, 
how do we make sure? How, you know, I said my my biggest thing is how do I teach our children how to live with this stuff? Not necessarily don't go here, don't go there, but how do you how do you make judgment calls and how do you how do you live with this and how do you not how, how does it not be uh, such a woven integral part of their lives they can't do without it and they can't find their identity in anything else but but that. And so these are just some ideas of how you can, uh, you know, child pays part of the monthly cost. Let them know there's a, this isn't just something free that's, um, we do that. Uh, they pay a little bit of the, of the cell phone bill. Um, hand me down devices. Don't give them new devices. Make them, make them have grandpa's old, you know, two generations back. Um, or make them buy their own. You know, that's a good idea. But anything that gives them some sort of skin in the game, where they they have to actually sacrifice something to and to use it. The old device is the, the batteries last a nanosecond. Oh yeah, so. <laughs> and they're slow. I mean, you know, it works on a lot of levels. Yeah. Um, you know, and uh, a personal device contract. That's part of in the handout that I that I gave. It's a, a sample of ours that we've made all of our sign when they get phones. And this is you know you're going to read it and you're going to think you know they're not going to do this. And of course they're not. They're they're their children but what the value we found in it was one an opportunity to talk about it uh, because when they want the phone and if they know they've got us they're going to sit there and listen to you for a little bit you've got a captive audience and you can talk to them about it and it gives you something to go back to when when something happens that you don't you know you're not going to be getting to them because they're going to be breaking the contract all the time and you're not going to be holding their feet to the fire on every single thing but when there's a problem you can go back and say you you agreed to this that actually helps. I mean, it actually it kind of shuts them down a little bit. And they don't like it, and they may say, "So what?" But you you've got at some point you've said we talked about. You know, you've got something to agree to. So the contract is this is just ours. You can I mean obviously monkey with it and, and adjust I it for your and, and I stole it from somebody else. I didn't make I didn't I didn't make that up. Can we get this in a word document? <laughs> so we can alter your name out. Yeah, I'm happy if you get get to me. I'll yeah cer- certainly. Uh, personal devices turned in at night. Again, this is just the, the the culture of just being away from them for a little bit. Just not, you know, this isn't a, this isn't you know your third arm or something. Uh, share. So for older children, I do this with the 16 year old more than I do the 14. Um, don't with the 10 at all. But share news stories or articles when you read things about. You know, Cameron sends out a lot of good stuff to parents. Show show your kids that. Um, just so what I found is. They're not going to get it. They don't have the wisdom, and, and they, they're only going to get that wisdom from living. But the advantage that we found is that they don't. They know you're not making this stuff up yourself. You're not. This isn't coming just from you. This is other people think this. This isn't you trying to be a jerk. This is this is real. You know, maybe you know maybe that gets through. Um, so, and I think some of it too. These are these are. This is something that that we should hear as parents. Is that. Um, you know, this, the technology isn't doing anything. Any human nature hasn't changed. What technology does is enables us to. There's a lot of good things it does, but it also enables us to appease our sinful natures much easier. Um, pornography, all this stuff. It just, it's, it's a. That's what it is. But people haven't changed. And you know, our, our children say a lot. Well, things are different than when, when, you know, you were our our age. And we're like, no, it wasn't. The people weren't different, but this stuff's different. And and it's and it makes it worse. The things that you that, that are going to hurt you, you can get to easier, and and that's that's the problem. Uh, foster relationships with like-minded. I mean, tr- 
try to find people who who think like you and 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 get your children around them and and I mean that goes you know that's how we we parent anyway you find people who kind of are of like mind um, but what that does it helps the kids they know that you know when they come to you and say I'm the only one who can't do this you, you know you can say well no what about Susie or Sally or somebody and lastly of course pray and pray for wisdom and peace um, uh, that it's um, you're just not going to plug all the holes. You're not going to protect them from everything, and um, and and they, you know, wisdom to know that where they are, it things are different in the sense that this is how they live with this stuff, and it is part of the fabric of of the lives. And it's the answer isn't just to throw it all to throw it all out. Um, and it's just it's hard for us to understand because we just we we don't get it. But they're at a different place, and so uh, to have you know some patience and, and with with where they are um uh oh 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 one thing i want to mention real quick ha, ha, you're going to need a parental passcode you're going to need a code that only you have uh like our children have the the code that we use to get in our house and we use that code for six or seven other different things if you haven't already get a get ha, make a passcode like a four digit or something that you're going to use for stuff that you absolutely never give to children and go ahead and have one, and that's a certain, and don't ever give it to them. Don't ever be in a rush and say, give it to them and say, well, they're not going to remember. I mean, because there are things, oh gosh, I ain't gotten to a lot of stuff. Screen time, go to supportapple.com and look at screen time or go on your phone. It's wonderful. It, it does things like limits. You can set up limits to the time they're on certain kinds of apps or certain apps. You can block certain apps. You can shut off access to the internet at, during certain time periods, like at night. Um, you can do all kinds of things. One thing we run into a lot with children is they say, well, we want to listen to music. That's how we listen to music. And I'm all for that. I mean, I, that's hard for me. to. I'm a big music guy, and it's hard for me to, to argue against that. This lets you kind of turn that stuff on and off where they can use it for music, and, and then they'll complain and say they need it for something else. <laughs> um, but it'll do things like it'll pop up things on their device saying, hey, you got five minutes remaining on your game. Um, it's good stuff, and it's fairly easy to look at. Um, Gosh, I really just got off got off the time. The um, Disney, um, yeah, we've talked about all that. Oh, it's not that bad. Okay. Oh, oh, the second. Oh, I know. That's okay. That's why I knew I wasn't gonna be able to get to all this. The second, the second sheet here, Apple Screen Time, tells you a little bit about just how to get started, how to get to it, where it is, and then I've got some suggested. Um, they're all kind of restrictions you can flag and I've got I've made a suggestion of some real basic ones that I think are great um, the one that you might not understand necessarily is deleting apps turn that on where they can't delete apps uh, because more than likely more than likely you will let them download any app they they want to because you can turn that off but then they're coming to you every two minutes wanting you know to paint dog faces or something and you'll have to download that so let them download everything but turn off being able to delete it, and that way you can look at it every now and then and see if they download something. So why'd you why'd you download that? And you can set you can set restrictions on like age. You know, Apple says, well, this app is seven age is seven plus. So you can set that stuff, but there's still going to be things you don't want them to see. This way they can't delete it because we we you know we learned this by experience. We had one who was deleting the app every day <laughs> when she woke up and then you know installing it during the anyway. So. <laughs> Our children are terrible, um, but anyway, that that gives you a start. I'm sorry we ran long. Um, thank you. You've been listening to audio from the Cathedral Church of the Advent.
If you live in Birmingham or find yourself visiting, we hope you'll join us at one of our Sunday services. Find out more at adventbirmingham.org.